Hi everyone, this is Catherine. And this is Sarah. Before we get started with our episode, we have some sad news to share. This will be the last Spill It episode. We're pretty devastated by the news, but we do appreciate all the support you all have given us, and thank you to everyone who has reached out to us and participated in our Spill It Summer Reading Challenges. Yes, and even though I still really don't love YA, I have loved this podcast and the process of making it with my coworkers, and I definitely loved hearing from uh, listeners and knowing that you guys were um, tuning in to hear us talk about YA books. So you can still reach out to us at our um, email address, spillit at gwinnettpl.org if you want to check in with us about our opinions of YA literature. That email address should be active for a while. Thank you guys so much for listening and keep reading. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spill It, the Gwinnett County Public Library's podcast all about YA literature, where two of us love YA and one just doesn't. I'm Catherine, Teen Services Librarian, and I love YA. I'm Patty, Youth Services Manager, and I also feel um, affection towards YA. And I'm Sarah, Youth Services Specialist. I just don't. Just doesn't. Just doesn't. Fair, I guess. But I like reading. Is this going to end up with me siding with Sarah? What? No. Really? I don't know. Is that even a possibility? She's wearing me down. (laughs) What? (laughs) I think I need new co-hosts. Okay. No. That's the plot plot twist. By the end of this show, not this episode, but eventually Sarah's going to wear us both down. No. Not me. It's okay. Why or die? (laughs) <laughs> she'd have me reading gross dystopian adult books not well like, okay i could see if she keeps making you read those kind of books she'll be like i'm done <laughs> no i meant that's what she would make me they would be adult books oh and they would make me sad and i wouldn't get to read things like russian detectives in uh, moscow because uh, <laughs> that's what all the teens those love. again she's saying adult <laughs> if she went to a, the adult side oh, if she went to adults we're uh, both not Totally with it. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell. Man. All right. Those are mysteries at least. Hey. Okay. I like mysteries. The mystery is, why do you like it? Because Ooh. it's a good mystery. <laughs> well, this morning I just finished Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston, and I really liked it. I feel like I always say I really liked it. But it was a very sweet read, and I think it would have actually worked as a read-alike for our last episode's book, Cafe Con Lychee, but for our adult listeners. Yeah, it's not really a teen book. Um, This one is in our adult collection, and it definitely has some spice, so I can see why it's adult. At this point, I almost feel like we're telling our teen readers, hey, I know. here's where you get the spice. We're not. This is for the adult readers. Plus, the main characters are out of their teenage years they've graduated college like this is an adult adult, book (laughs) but it's good but i wanted to read it because i want to watch the movie and i have to read the book first if i if i can so now i'll have to go to prime to watch the red white and royal blue movie and then i'll let you know i've already heard there's probably something i don't like about it so but anyway you have to do a side-by-side comparison that's a whole nother podcast. That's that's Catherine's book to TV podcast that she does on her own time. Sarah, what are you reading? I just finished a book called A Multitude of Dreams by Mara Rutherford. 
And this was inspired by an Edgar Allan Poe short story, The Mask of the Red Death. Um, in that story, a mad king locks up all his subjects in a castle during a plague. In this story, there's a girl who's also locked in a castle with a mad king during a plague that has killed almost everybody. So it's partially about her. She is uh, impersonating a princess. And then the other half of the story, the other protagonist is um, a guy who's outside the walls and he has survived the plague and been saved by a nice benefactor who turns out to be not so nice. And now the two of them are going to team up to see if they can survive the rest of this plague and the other bad things that are out there trying to get them. I was really hoping you were saying that the other main character was the plague. No. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> that would be appropriate. Like, you read those kind of books, right? You I would guess. read a book where the plague was a character. Sure. <laughs> what are you reading, Patty? I am back on um, my murder bot love. I'm reading Rogue Protocol, which is the third murder bot book. Um, again, Murderbot is just trying to live their best Murderbot life and watch a lot of TV. And people keep interrupting them and they just can't. And so Murderbot has to um, help with the investigation into this evil corporation and also maybe make people forget Murderbot exists so, so he they can just watch TV and be left alone. I sometimes wish I could forget Murderbot exists. <laughs> <laughs> you would actually probably really like these stories, actually. <laughs> like. Wow, okay. I, I don't know why she's so hostile toward Murderbot. Like, what did Murderbot ever do to you? Nothing, it's true. These these would be like right up your alley. There's dystopia and evil corporations like I, and yeah. like humor and a mystery. Robots, half robots, kind of. <laughs> Not cyborgs. Yes, that's more appropriate than yeah. robots. Okay, we are really just super enthusiastic today. <laughs> I'm trying. I wish I was at home reading my murderbot book. <laughs> Well, Sarah, why don't you tell us what we're going to talk about today? All righty. I would love to. The book that we chose for today to go with the homecoming time of year is called The Black Queen by Jumata Emile. So let me tell you what this book is about. I'm going to read the jacket description. Nova Albright, the first black homecoming queen at Lovett High, is dead. Murdered the night of her coronation, her body found the next morning in the old slave cemetery she spent her weekends revitalizing. Tinsley MacArthur was supposed to be queen. Not only is she beautiful, wealthy, and white, it's her legacy. Her grandmother, her mother, and even her sister wore the crown before her. Everyone in Lovett knows Tinsley would do anything to carry on the MacArthur tradition. No one is more certain of that than Duchess Simmons, Nova's best friend. Duchess's father is the first black police captain in Lovett. For Duchess, Nova's crown was not just a personal win, but a win for all the black kids. Now her best friend is dead and her father won't admit that the main suspect is right in front of his face. 
Duchess is convinced that Tinsley killed Nova and that Tinsley is privileged enough to think she can get away with it. But it seems that Duchess's father is doing what he always does, falling behind the blue line, which means that the white girl could go free. Duchess is determined to prove Tinsley's guilt. Only to do that, she'll have to get close to her. But Tinsley has an agenda too. Everyone loved Nova, and sometimes love is exactly what gets you killed. Now we do cover talk. I like this cover. Oh, this cover is great. Yeah, it's um, both the front and the back. It's it's a up close of Nova's top half of her face and her head. She's clearly been hit in the head because there's blood running down. It's got the horror Black Queen title in that kind of horror chalk-like font. It's got a Chalk nice. is so scary. You know. Chalk it, outlines. Chalk outlines <laughs> and like writing on the chalkboard. But it, it does look like a, it's got very, it's very um. And I like the tagline font. under the title. Everyone loved her. Homecoming killed her. And then the back of the book has the black the bottom half of her face and her homecoming sash and her necklace and which her necklace is kind of a plot point yes but i love her eye makeup on this front mm-hmm. cover agreed and her blue blue eyes it is very striking yeah it's a great cover it um this is definitely one where i would see this and be like need it <laughs> want to read it based on the cover yes and our copies are signed because we got to meet the author briefly at ALA. So, your opinions on this book. Overall, I liked it. I do feel, after listening to you read that description and our cover talk, that it is, it was not quite what I expected. I expected the black girls to be a little more centered in the story and the story really does kind of center the white girl a lot. Like Duchess has point of view chapters, but I felt like more stuff happened in Tinsley's and like we like Tinsley became more of the main character to me than Duchess did. And I was a little mm, I don't I don't know how to disappointed maybe. I I wanted more from the black girl in the book than the white girl because it felt like we got a little bit of um, a... Tinsley is not a nice person at all. She's kind of a horrible person when this book starts. And this book is both a murder... The mystery and the murder mystery is what kept me reading it and I really liked the murder mystery part. Um, And I did feel that like the other half of this book was the um, teach... Uh, Tinsley about her white privilege and watches Tinsley becomes woke, which felt weird. I thought there was equal representation in the book because it alternated between Duchess and Tinsley. And I think it started with Duchess and ended with Duchess. It did. But I'm, I'm not saying Duchess wasn't in the book. I just feel like I, I Tinsley seemed to get more attention well tinsley was investigating like hardcore because she was trying to clear her name so maybe that's why a lot of those elements were in her sections 
I can see what you're saying about like getting a lot of Tinsley's voice and maybe that's like unexpected given the title, but I do feel like they both had a important point of view and that Tinsley, like part of this is about the murder mystery, but part of this is about that theme that's laid out in the jacket as to will she even be found guilty even if she, like she can scream on social media, hey, I wish this girl was dead. I'm going to kill her and do this and still like not be arrested. So I think to examine it from her point of view where she kind of has to confront that privilege a little bit at a time. And I don't think she ends up necessarily woke. I think she just ends up, maybe she's moved the needle a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and her friendship with Duchess, I think, you know, helps in that regard. But I think also, you know, Duchess is also having to deal with her own issues over her father being the only black cop and how other black kids how treat she, her because of that. Well, or, and her best and friend she just, feels just like been murdered. Just right. Toes the blue line instead of right. supporting. And then also how like her girlfriend is immediately, you know, mean to Tinsley and, you know, so they, they both have racial issues that they have to kind of address. But I do feel like since Tinsley was the accused, it was important to investigate it that way. I guess. Show I, her. I'm just saying from the description of the book, it sounds like Duchess is going to be doing more of the investigating than she is. And like tin, like Duchess is, but you get most of the investigative points from, from Tinsley's point of view chapters. Um, but... Other, I mean, like I read, I clearly liked it. I thought the mystery was interesting and good. I did laugh a little bit at these two teen girls. Everybody, they think they <laughs> they go through multiple, thinking multiple people killed her. They have multiple suspects, and everyone they go and they just confront them. And I'm always like, what do you think is going to happen if you do confront a killer? Like they're just going to be like, oh, you're right, I did it, and then just like not kill them. <laughs> It was very teens. I really liked it. I was like, this is exactly how teens would act because that's that's what they would think. And I did think it was hilarious how they find the crime scene and they're like, let's not tell anybody about this. And I'm just like, girls, no. <laughs> there were parts of this for me that were super predictable. Like, I totally knew who did it. And I totally knew about some parentage issues. It's like interesting. None of that was a surprise to me, but I loved all the. Sarah was talking about this too, all the other mysteries and things that were happening. Yeah, in this. I I had suspicions about the you know ultimate culprit. Because yes, that person was like definitely a bad guy, so to speak. <laughs> Even if they hadn't committed this crime, they were a bad guy. That there were, I did get kind of thrown off by the little red herring things that were in there. I'd be like, oh, well, maybe. Maybe. And then there were a lot of secrets to uncover along the way on the way to solve this murder. So it was pretty much like every character that they encountered had their own little secret to uncover. And I enjoy that kind of story. Yeah. That's what kept me reading. Yeah. And I was surprised. Like I kind of had, like I sort of knew, I had my suspicions about various things that happen in various reveals. I was like, I'm pretty sure I think I know what's going on with this guy and this girl. But I will say I I was surprised by a couple of things uh, that happened. 
the ultimate killer didn't really surprise me. I, I was, I won't say I suspected them all along, but I will say I was like, okay, I don't think, I definitely knew who I didn't think it was. And I, I was pretty sure it was one of like a couple people. And I, I was like, well, it could have been this one, could have been that one, could have been this one. And so like, it was just more, and all for the same reason, it just kind of took a while for it to like settle down into to which one of the people I thought it was. There is a wide array of suspects to, for them to get through. Yes. And I do, like you said, I liked all the little, the other bits and things and, and plot lines that happened and um, the other mysteries. I, I would love to read an, a second book by this author because I know this was a first book. Yes. And I know sometimes that that first book um, is sort of just a, a, a jumping off point, a getting ready point. And this was a really good first book. So I, I really look forward to seeing what he does in the future because I would love to see him write some more. I really liked it. I listened to it and it made for a good listen. I agree. He is writing another book right now. I cannot remember the name of it. It's also going to be YA murder mystery. Um, I also liked if you read the author's note at the very end of this, he talks about how maybe there'll be more stories about where, you know, Tinsley and Duchess make an appearance, which I would enjoy because I really enjoyed watching their friendship kind of grow and change. Well, and I do like they have it. He does have a perfect setup with Duchess's father being in the police and her clearly being interested in crime solving. Well, and he says several times, I wish you would reconsider, like you'd make a great detective. or right? Yeah. So like I could totally see them becoming like a, a crime solving duo. Yeah. It's sort of fun. Yeah, that's sort of what I liked about it. By the end, I was feeling like, you know, Cagney and Lacey. Right. I don't want to say Nancy <laughs> Drew, but Nancy Drewish. Like, I would love to see. Yeah. Uh, like, a, I think it'd be really cool to see a black queer Nancy Drew, basically. I was like, that'd be really cool. I want to talk a little bit about appropriateness for teens and whether I think teens would like this. And I definitely think that that is a yes, because like we said, it's got a lot of, um, it's a very fun murder mystery and you do get all the details like you could solve it if you're really paying attention and thinking about it and I would have loved this book as a teen I would have eaten this up yes and I liked that again we have a book that um is just a fun read and the murder mystery and all that but if you want like deeper themes this has that going on too um the author wrote or said in an interview what I want, especially white readers, to understand is that race in this country is a very nuanced discussion. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Everyone's experience with race will not be all the same, and it's okay. But they need to understand where the frustration comes from. So I think that it has those kinds of things in it, too. So, like, more meat to it, as well as, like, the, the dessert part of, like, all these fun little... Yes, and I will say, unlike... Was it the last one we read? No, the, the no, no accident, accident mm-hmm. which I felt got super, super preachy and didn't like. It was definitely an, trying to be an issue book, but was like super preachy about it. This one, this one toes the line pretty well. There are a couple of times when it gets a little, a little almost preachy, but he manages to pull it back 
and it 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 feels more authentic maybe yeah i I would have described this one as successful yes yes yeah having the issue in there making the issue a point but not making the issue the whole story yeah i do think this book what it is yes this book comes with a lot of trigger warnings there's past child sexual abuse there's racism there's uh student teacher relationships infidelity there's infidelity there's there is a kind of kind of a lot so like not great parent-child relationships also (laughs) like and murder you're right i mean there's a murder there is violence that's very clear just from the cover um but yeah just you know so people know what they're getting into in case you know, one of those things might bother you. Um, there's also talk about abortion and teen pregnancy and all, all sorts of stuff in there. I did feel like <laughs> as I read this book and as I got further into this book with each new like thing that came to light, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> how much more could they pack into this? It's beginning to feel like an episode of Riverdale. Which I loved. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was like, this is only, this is only taking, this is like been a week, right? It had that like soap opera vibe where like at the end of every chapter, pretty much there's like, dun, dun, dun. But I like it. I oh yeah, it was The fun. answer to this secret is. Everybody has something going on in their life. Everybody. Whether people know it. I mean, in real life, oh, whether you yeah, know yeah. it or not, like you could be going through something. Yeah. Patty's going through something. I'm going through something. And. and so I, I like that. And I kind of love that, like, as in a true murder mystery style, everybody's issues all do kind of wrap up into the one big story, too. Like, it was fun. Kind of, yeah. They were, yeah, they uncovered it because they're digging around this one event. So, so all in all, I, I enjoyed this book. I thought it was a fun read. I read it in, like, a day and a half. Yeah, I plowed through this one. I would definitely hand it to a teenager who liked mysteries. Like, hey... Check it out. I don't think it would be a hard sell. Look at that cover. Right. Yes, and I will be looking forward to reading more by Jamada Emil. Oh, yes. Another author that Sarah is looking forward to reading more from. Yes, now she does. She is. Duchess is a half orphan. Oh, there, so is there is that. The That's orphan the other answer. That's the other trigger warning death of a parent in the past. Tinsley cancer. has both parents, but you kind of wish she didn't. Um, <laughs> they're awful. Nova only had one Nova, parent, yeah, had a one single known mom. parent. <laughs> this is not part of a series necessarily, That's we, true. as far as we know. So I like that. I mean, I like that this story is so over. If I want to like read more about them, I could, but I don't have to. Yeah. Well, I also good job, Jamada Emil. Yes. yes, you sold Sarah on another way. <laughs> Thank you so much. I will never understand all of the the hoopla surrounding homecoming and homecoming queen, though. I'm always, because that was such not a big deal at my school. I'm like, okay, homecoming. I couldn't even tell you who homecoming queen was in my school ever. Interesting. I could, homecoming was a fairly big deal at my school. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's just, I mean, like, we had it. I mean, we we voted on homecoming court. We voted on homecoming queen. I don't even remember. I mean, we must have because we had them, but I don't remember. And it's a big deal at the homecoming football game because everybody gets to go out on the field. Their parents you escort see the court. them out. They're, yep, their parents escort them out on the field. 
And mostly what I remember about the homecoming football game is it meant that the band couldn't play at halftime and we weren't annoyed by that. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that That's what I remember the most. The author described this book, I just, we don't have to put this in, but the author described this book as twisty, direct, heartbreaking, necessary, and timely. And I was, I'm not sure if I, first of all, I feel like twisty and direct are two contrary opposites. opposites. <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it heartbreaking. I do admit, I kind I of Nova's wish, story is pretty heartbreaking. I wish almost yeah. that we had gotten, it's difficult because she's a murder victim, but I think Nova is the most interesting character in the book. And I'm like, I want more about Nova. And like, I don't know. I really liked both the main characters. And I mean, I like them, but I I was very intrigued by Nova. And like the more we learned about her and the more we got about her, I was like, oh my God, she was just. Oh, uh, sorry. I almost forgot. There is a character, Nova's secret boyfriend. What does his name start with, Sarah? Jay. (laughs) Jackson. With an X. Apparently, that makes it even worse for Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) He was... I don't know how I feel about him. He was just kind of thrown out there as like another... He was very one-dimensional. I was like... He was a bro dude. He was a bro dude. Oh, he was a total bro dude. dude. Yes. Yes, he was. That is very true. I did think it was interesting, Jamada Emile's use of slang and aave like uh at times felt smooth and like normal and at times felt a little forced and i think it's gonna uh and i only say this as someone who's thinking about this book 10 years from now it's gonna feel real dated Mm. and like you know you use because you wanted to sound authentic and you want to sound like teen so i get why you do it but i I do feel like if I were the editor of this book, this is something I would have brought to his attention and said, hey, you know, just so you know, it will date your book faster than anything else is using slang that is as, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. Like I wouldn't have known, I mean, I would have figured it out from context, but if we had not had conversations about what the teens are saying these days in our office, I would have been like, what does that mean? Um, and had to look that up. I think so. So what would people recommend others read if they liked this book? Sarah and I actually have the same book. I'm going to say, I'm going to hand this one off to you because I this is not, like I said, not my normal genre. I haven't read a lot of mystery, thriller, YA books. I tend to be on the fantasy side. So, um, well, then we're only talking about one book today. Oh, <laughs> oh. You were talking about the same book. Yes. What book is it? The Weight of Blood by Tiffany D. Jackson. Yes. And Sarah has read. I'm about I've half. read other books by Tiffany D. Jackson. Yeah. But I've so seen this one on several lists with this book. So yes, that, yes. Okay. It is a really good companion book. I feel like, yeah. like, or a read alike. If you're into this genre and you really like it, you're, I think you're going to like The Weight of Blood. I'm only halfway through it. I would say that one um, the Weight of Blood is less mystery, more supernatural, mm-hmm. but it still has, this one features a prom rather than a homecoming, but you still, same kind of deal. School dance. It features another high school in the South that's like racially divided and how that plays out with 
the current students and how they have to kind of navigate where they are and the past of their town and things like that. But it felt very Carrie by Stephen King. And there, I mean, very much so. But I I liked it. So that's another, like, if you liked Carrie, you like those high school, like, dances, that kind of thing that feature trauma. And I guess a lot of blood? (laughs) And a lot of blood. Okay. I think you'll like either of these books, actually. Yeah. I will say in The Weight of Blood has one of the most tragic characters that I think I've encountered. And... One of the most despicable villains. Yes. Worse than way some worse. of the people in The Black Queen. Way worse. Well, now I feel like I need to read this book, but I, I, I don't know, guys. It'll make you sad. But oh, I don't want to spoil anything. It, be sad. <laughs> it, takes, it takes place in Georgia, in a small town in Georgia. Um, Maddie's like the main character. She's biracial. Um, and she's been a target of bullies pretty much her whole school career. Her dad's a piece of work, and that's, yes. that's not really a spoiler. You'll see that pretty immediately. But I don't, I don't want to say too much else about it. There's, there's <laughs> definite things going on. I think you'll like it, though. Yeah. I, I would definitely say if we hadn't talked about it just like a couple episodes ago, the, the Promise Boys, if you like this, you would probably like Promise Boys. Yeah. It's got yeah. a it's similar also, sort of yeah. feel. Murder uh, mystery go. and race. Ooh, and their covers are both like black and red. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. And they came out same year? I think so. I think so. Yeah, okay. This one is brand new. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember what month, but brand new. Well, it must be, because mine's a library copy, and it still has the, like, new, the little orange dot that means it's a new book. I think in the summer, like, it was brand new, like, just coming out, Mm -hmm. or had just come out. Do you want to know what we're doing next time? No. Always. I mean, yes. Yes. Sarah. (laughs) Oh, don't you want to know what you have to read? Of course. Lay it on me. Well, now that it's going to be October, or October's right around the corner, We're going to do a theme for the next two episodes to celebrate the spooky season. Ooh, I do like that. (laughs) I'm choosing the first book, which will be Harvest House by Cynthia Leidick-Smith. This one takes place in the same world as Hearts Unbroken, which I talked about in a previous episode is something I was currently reading. Um, This one's not really a sequel to the book. It follows a different character, but in this one, Halloween is near and Huey is volunteering at the new haunted house in town called Harvest House. But there are other things happening in town that are maybe ghosty or supernatural in nature. Uh, but don't worry, Patty. This one is not one that I would call a horror. Okay. So we'll start out the season on a lighter note. Thank you. I my, can't my... make any promises what uh. Sarah will have in store for you for the <laughs> next episode. <laughs> my sleep schedule. Thanks, you. Um, can you remind me what the other book was about? Because I, I don't remember. What other book? The one you talked about. The one about. you talked about. Harvest House? Yeah. No, uh, not Harvest House. The one that I meant, I meant to say Hearts to. Unbroken. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hearts Unbroken follows Huey's older sister. Uh, she's a journalist for the high school newspaper. And Huey is in that one, too. The school's doing a musical reproduction of The Wizard of Oz. Huey's cast as the Tin Man. But it's really, it comes down to the author of The Wizard of Oz, 
Frank Elbaum being a racist and his feelings towards the Native American or indigenous peoples. And there's a, um, what are the, I can't remember what the, something about. There's it. like a parent group. There's that, a parent group against revisionist theater. It's it's something like that in the title. And that's what that book is mostly about. Okay. They want kind of traditional casting, a.k.a. Right. White. Yes. And so this one, Harvest House, is going to have some of those elements as well. But in a play. This is not what this podcast is about, but I'm like, wait, in a play, in the Wizard of Oz, they're upset because the Tin Man isn't what, white or a man or both? He's made out of metal. I need to break it to you. Quite frankly, that's the point of theater. Anyway, I'm not going to get on my soapbox. But also, especially with those characters, they're in costume completely. (laughs) Yeah. It's about pushing boundaries, people. But... I don't, I don't get it either. I'm with Patty on that one. I don't get it. But anyway. Okay, I like sorry. It. That was just me. Like, I was just curious. I could have asked you that. We took our headphones off. I was like, it's not in my notes. Let me try to remember way back when, when I read it. I'm excited to read that one. I think it sounds fun. And I can do with a little bit of spooky. That's nice. I like a little bit of spooky. This has been another episode of Spill Lit by the Gwinnett County Public Library. I'm Catherine. I'm Patty. (laughs) And I'm Sarah. We want you to join us next time as we start October off right and spill the tea on Harvest House. Remember to like, review, and subscribe. And until next time, keep reading.